Ask the podcast coach for July 27th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. <laughs> hey, it's Saturday morning. There's that music coming in just a shade early today. That means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am, he said, looking for the button, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there from Nebraska and from Gallup and from Home Gadget Gates, you can find him at TheAverageGuy.tv, like that. It's the one and only Jim Cullison. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations. How's it going, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. You got a lot of going on over there. You, you, you seem just, we seem a little, just a smidge off this yeah. morning. <laughs> well, it's, it's, we were talking uh, before we hit record. I have a new, some, same studio, different setup. I now have my monitors up yeah. off the desk. And I got to tell you, I think I got the, the bracket for like 40 bucks. Yeah. On Amazon, best yep. thing I've ever done. I it's dual like, monitor bracket is what you got. Yeah, right? you got a dual monitor. Yeah, bracket, and yeah. then they twist and turn and go upside mm-hmm. down and the whole nine yards. It's actually pretty cool. And I was, um, I was on Podlords with Jim Harold, yes. and and we talked. To, he asked me like, "What's one piece of equipment like you you know?" And I I kind of struggled because I don't know. I, I I'm not going to get the Roadcaster Pro, and I'm extra, I don't need any of those things. But I think podcasters skimp in the area of monitor space. You know, you're trying to do it on this little tiny laptop or in your case, the monitors are sitting on the desk, getting those things on a monitor stand or on a, on a yeah monitor stand, let's say it gives you some really gives you some, you, you've got new real estate back on your desk. And oh, yeah. I think that can be really, really helpful. And, you know, you can, you can plug them in and you can still take your laptop and plug it in and make it all, all make that stuff work. But I think sometimes you struggle, you know, we get these little Mac minis or whatever they are, you know, these little 13 inch screens. You're trying to, if you're trying to edit on a 13 inch screen, I mean, your life could not be any worse. <laughs> so get some monitors. They're super cheap. Did you just, you bought a new monitor? Yeah. Right? I, uh, it's funny. I, I bought this stuff on Black Friday. So it's seven months in and it's always been like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I was just like, my, my, uh, office has just been really getting messy. And I was like, you know what would help? Let's 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 take this off. And and so I did. And it was funny because I thought I would like pull out the bracket, clamp it on my desk. No, it was like screw this into tab A into B and apply the adhesive so it doesn't scratch your desk and all this other stuff. So it took the better part of a, of an evening to uh, to set up. But man, it, it just I got done. I was like, well, number one, you don't realize how how dusty your desk is, and a lot of business cards from. Uh, old podcast movements and things like that, that I'm like, okay, don't need this, don't need this. And I now have a stack of about four or five here, post-it notes that have been, you know, buried under stuff. And they, they uh, were lost underneath yeah. the monitors. So, I, it, I have, I have found like, I like bringing my USB ports up. So I have a USB hub that I've brought up underneath the monitor. So you can just, if you need access flash drive or, you know, whatever, you can just kind of plug those in there. I've also got some like tablet devices. I'm a gadget guy. So I've got all these, this equipment that goes nicely underneath it. And so it just gives you some more space to kind of some more real estate to kind of mess with. It, it sounds weird, but it's more relaxing because mm-hmm. I'm not kind of like cramped in and like, Oh, I can't wait. I can't move. Like now before I was complaining how the road procaster took up half my desk, I could actually put this back on here and still have room now because I've, I've got more room. So it's, uh, it's one of those things I was like, wow, I didn't think this would make that much of a difference, but it kind of does. I know one of the things I do 
like podcast movement is coming up here in a couple of weeks. And one of the things I always do uh, when I get ready to leave, like the night before, I will clean the living room and I will definitely clean the kitchen. Why? Because when I walk back into the house, the first thing I don't want to see is, ugh, dishes and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's nice to kind of just walk in and go, ah, home sweet home. And so mm-hmm. by kind of having a cool working space, it just makes things easier and, you know, that whole nine yards. So I think it clears the mind a little bit. Yeah. And I always feel good. I get this clutter. I've got a clutter area on my desk, too. And I'm, I'm looking at it right now. There's a whole bunch of things. And it's like, I just need to remove those things and put them away or put them in a drawer or yeah. do something with them, get rid of them. And it just kind of helps, I think, in my pod, when I'm podcasting, if my desk is messy, I feel a little off. Yeah. And if it's clean, I feel really good. And so I think for some, you know, maybe maybe an inventory or a maybe you need to have a desk cleaning day where you, you kind of clean some stuff off. I've seen some pictures on Facebook of people's studios. And, of course, you're not going to post a picture of your studio in a mess on Facebook. So they all look great. I would think most of them don't look that great all the time. So it's a, I think it's a good exercise to get into is just kind of clean some things off. Dave, you've also got some shelf speakers to Ask that, you know, when you're doing editing and some of those kinds of things, you have them. Where are they in kind of relation to you on the desk, your speakers? How do you, how do you have those placed? Well, they used to be right on the corners outside of the monitors because the monitors were blocking them because they were, you know, six inches lower. And so what I've done now is I have put them on the total, the corners of the desk. Like they're kind of, so I have a much wider stereo separation. And and that's actually, to be more honest, that's more for movies that I watch on my desk than, than podcasting. But I just like the fact that it was like the speaker was always in the way. Cause a lot of times they'd be moving. I'm like, Oh wait, hold on. I can't see that, you know, button or whatever. So it's nice just to have them out of the way. And I'm actually tempted now. And it's one of those gear acquisition things, you know, I'm like, you know, I have enough room now. I can actually get little baby actual studio monitors that are flat, you know, rated. And and I was like, you know what? But I watch – it's probably 50-50. I watch a lot of movies here while I'm working. I multitask here. So I'll have Mm – you know, like I just watched Captain Marvel, which I still kind of – like, okay, I get it now. Um, But I was watching – I was watching her and I was, you know, half writing a book, half doing this and Mm -hmm. doing follow-ups and things like that. So – uh, those you, you you can also mount those speakers up out of the way. By the way, speakers yeah. are one of those kinds of things. They don't have to be directly in front of you, or even position for what we do for podcasting. Maybe editing music and some things that's different. But you could move those up for some folks in their studio. You could move those up and have them more like wall mounted, coming down at you. That's that's a, a pretty good way to do it. It gets them completely off the desk. Yeah, I've seen uh, these mounts that you somehow connect to your monitor, and they'll hang right on the, like you'd have one on the right edge of the monitor and one on the left edge. So there's mm-hmm. all sorts of different ways. Carrie in the uh, chat room, oh boy, this is always fun. We just bought a house that was under renovation and stuff is everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's nothing more fun than moving. I know, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Chris from I am salt Lake, uh, just had a little baby and now they're, they're moving. And, you know, it was like, what's the best part of moving? And somebody put unpacking six years later. 
Like, you got to become a, min- a minimalist when yeah. you move, you know, just start throwing stuff out and think like, okay, I'm just, well, I'm going to move as little as possible. I, I'm dreading moving from this place. I mean, I'm behind me are some CDs from like the nineties, <laughs> you know, and, and you're like, why do I, well, some of it's nostalgia. Like I have a, I have a copy of windows of Vista, right? Nice. Back here. I'm a tech guy, right? That's what, that's what I do. But you know, do I actually need that? No. You know, no. put it in a box and put yeah. it in storage or something. I don't know. Throw it away. Yeah. You hate to get rid of nostalgia. There's a lot of things I got rid of 20 years ago that I wish I still had. Well, and so now I'm kind of thinking, well, there's some things I want to keep. Yeah. You're like, do I really need this, you know, Spin Doctor CD? Yes. Yes, you do. I was list- actually <laughs> listening to the Spin Doctors yesterday. I was like, forgot about these guys. Um, but one thing that kind of ties in with your space, I went up, yeah. there's a company. In Beechwood, Ohio, called Automute, I guess is how you pronounce it. It's A-U-D-I-Mute. And it's a soundproofing company. And it was amazing. Because they, what they do is they have, you know how you, you make your basic baffle. It's a frame, and then you have some sort of air kind of cushion thingy in the middle of it. And then you have fabric over it. Well, now they're printing on fabric that was like ridiculous ridiculously like detailed i could not believe how great it looked and then they said well this is like our big you know jumbo deluxe kind of version but then they had this other one and now they have the ability it's like he handed me what looked like a piece of wood he handed me a piece of wood and i went you go to grab it and then it went it was like my hand just went through the roof because it was a piece of foam that looked like wood so their whole thing is not just soundproofing because who just wants a checkered board of you know egg crates on your wall and it was really cool. And Pat Flynn actually somehow found these guys. He's been doing videos on his YouTube. And Pat actually made, he took that, you know, that black, weird little cone-shaped stuff, put it on a, a panel the same size as the panel from Automoot, and compared the two. And it was pretty impressive. And what's cool about this is I know, Jim, we get excited when we see things like the Roadcaster. Th- they realize that there's a market in podcasting. And so he showed me, like, there was this cool thing. Like, I've talked about putting hooks in your ceiling and hanging up a moving blanket. Well, what if you live in an apartment and you can't put ceilings in the – you can't put ceilings in your hooks. I hate when you can't put ceilings in your hooks. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, but uh, it's this thing. It's like a little portable, like, three-walled booth. And I was like, dude, this is – I'm like – and then I was like, well, like, I'm ready to buy one. Where? And he's like, yeah, it's not on the website yet. This is, this is like a new line that we're coming out with. So they're going to be at Podcast Movement. Oh, cool. But I was like, I said, oh, yeah. I said, the the biggest thing you'll get at Podcast Movement is, A, you'll get to meet your your target audience, and B, you'll probably get a lot more ideas where they'll go, ooh, this is cool, but does it do this? And mm-hmm. so they're really excited about it. So I was just like, I was just happy to uh, to have another company, like seeing podcasters. I was like, hey, we could probably tap into that. And how I got involved was I do the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. And again, this is rarely over 10 people. It's usually more like six. And one of the guys was there was knows the guy that runs Automute. He goes, do you know like Kevin from Automute? And I'm like, no. And he goes, oh, we should, we should hook it up and have you do a tour. And so I went up uh, Wednesday night. So another, cool. another kind of uh, company jumping in that, uh, you know, not, not for everybody. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not the $7,000 you're going to buy to build an audio booth in your, yeah. Have you ever seen those where it's actually a, a booth and I'm like, it's like somewhere between seven and eleven grand. You know, it's it's like three, four hundred bucks if you're going to get a couple panels. But if you're for like the serious podcaster who
who is sitting there with a hardwood floor and no carpet and things like that would definitely. Oh, and you can really hear it when when you've when you've gotten a hold of somebody and they're in a hard space, a big open hard space. Man, no matter how good their microphone is, you still kind of hear that distance in their voice. Yeah. You know, you're like. Are you? I, I get this all the time. I'm like, are you in a big open room that has no soft spaces at all? Yeah. I'm like, can you drag a couch in there or something? <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's uh, we, we just need something to kind of absorb a little bit of the sound yeah. that's going on. Do you have a bookcase um, you could just drag in there for the? For the- I know, <laughs> grind it across. The um, it would be cool. I mean, those those that foam, if they could really print anything on there, you yeah. could get a, some really interesting backdrops with that and and if you if you need it in there uh, oftentimes the backdrop is the one area that gets left because that's what people see well the if one, you can make that look good the one thing he made that i was like oh it was this huge you know square green screen colored but it was yeah. this and i was like oh like that is bright yeah. like i just bought one i go i could see that putting behind me and i was like oh that's uh Really cool. So, hey, if by chance you are listening on Spreaker, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And if you have any questions, you can come on over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Like I just said, if you want to jump in, it's askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a really, really fun time, good place. And my favorite, I said, you need to take that to Podcast Movement because they can make – any kind of shape out of this foam stuff. Yeah. And they made one that was the, it was like sound baffling, but it was a stormtrooper. And I go, you, you take that to podcast movement. I said, you'll have people clawing their eyes out to take that home. I said, I'm yeah. telling you, I said, there are a lot of star Wars nerds and sci-fi peeps and things like that. So yeah, for this, sure. That's super cool. This should be fun. Uh, we did have a question that got sent in from our buddy, Troy Heinrichs. Uh, from the blacklist exposed and except that's not the question i clicked on where did hmm i just had it all right well what what troy was asking is he uses powerpress and he's moving to a new website and he said i know i can import and export out of you know in powerpress to basically you know import and out export the um what am I thinking of? The posts. That's a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. And here I found his thing. Uh, I know you can move blog posts from one WordPress site to another through export and import functions fairly easily. But what happens when you use PowerPress on one site and no longer using PowerPress on the new site in favor of saying the Libsyn feed? In fact, are there any plugin capability cap- compatibility things people should worry about during the migration or GUID confusion? So we are going, you know how we usually have Jim get his geek on? We're going to get our geek on now with podcasting. What a GUID is, it's a string of numbers and stuff, letters, that identifies each episode. And that's why if you if I just went from PowerPress and then uh, just I manually put in all my stuff in Libsyn and just did a redirect. So I said, hey, uh, go to, you know, look at the Libsyn thing. Everybody would download all those shows again because – they look like new shows. The GUID, the identifying number, uh, would be different. So the first thing you want to do is, A, email Libsyn support if you're moving to Libsyn, because what we will do is we will try to clone your PowerPress uh, site. Now, if everything's already in there, all we're really doing is we're syncing the GUIDs. And then it's a simple, there's a plugin for WordPress called Redirection, very creatively named. And you you install it and you say, look, when somebody goes to this, 
And the this would be your old feed. So it's, you know, whatever your website dot com slash podcast slash feed, whatever. And then you say, and when somebody goes to that, go to, and then you put in your lips and feed. Now, the thing that's interesting about this is per Apple, they say you need to put in this tag that says, uh, this is a new feed. This is, this is new. And what happens then is when somebody fires up their, let's say they're using the Apple podcast app, they fire it up. It looks at your PowerPress feed. PowerPress says, Hey, we moved. We're over there at Libsyn. So your, the app goes over to Libsyn, looks at their feed and says, Oh, wow, this is new. And it updates the app so that the next time they fire it up, it looks at, you know, Libsyn which is cool, but what I don't know is there are some hosts that you move to that there's no way to put in the new feed tag. And I've had people say, no, nah, the 301 will take care of it. The 301 is the redirect. And uh, I just know if Apple is saying, no, you need to put this code into the new feed, I'm like, there's got to be a reason for that. So, But uh, that's how you do it. The, the big thing is that you have to be Absolutely. Number one. So step one, clone your feed so that it doesn't look any different when you change it. Step two, when you redirect your feed, don't be doing anything else. Because if I accidentally have a typo and I say, when somebody goes to my original feed, go to this one with a typo, your entire audience just went to the feed with a typo and you can't get them back unless you somehow buy the domain with a typo and redirect them back. So that's why I typically don't like talking about this subject because you can really shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, my other advice would be don't don't use your webmaster for this if they don't know what a podcast is because yeah, i've seen a get lot some of some help yeah get some help too maybe hire yeah. dave to do it but uh jim i will <laughs> let i will let you take this question uh from the chat room he says how, yeah. ma- how many episodes a new podcast should have recorded before being published i have three can i start on Podbean? yeah you have three you can start with one you can start with yeah. one yeah you need you don't you need one episode to go live in apple podcasts and yeah. some people like to have a bunch in the can. I just interviewed a guy last night. He had 12 in the can. And he said, why? Because I knew life was going to happen. And that way, he was working on the next 12 as the first 12 were going out. And I yeah. I didn't get a chance to ask him, but I wanted to say, well, what happens if on like episode five, you find out that you have a segment in your show that's driving your audience nuts? They then have seven more episodes with that. So um, it's a good learning experience. Those those early ones. I mean, I, I don't think you'll lose either way if you've got them in advance and you need to make a change. If you don't need to make a change, you're 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 ahead of the game. So I think either way, you're fine on that. I you want to build up a bunch of episodes and have them. I think that can work if you want to release them all at once. I think that can work. It depends on how you market that. Um, there was some discussion somewhere in one of the groups about. I just interviewed this really important person. Do I want to put them in with the three or five other ones that I'm blasting out all at the same time? And it's kind of, I don't know. Can What do you think's best for that guest in that interview? And should they have their own week or their own day or their own whatever, right? Yeah. Where, well, I think we have to remember in this, like even on launch, if we're doing our job right, launch is a very small percentage of our listeners for the future. Very, very small. And so sometimes I think we act like the launch is going to is going to be the primary amount of listeners, and it's just they're not. They're, they're, they're later on, especially the early episodes one through ten. Most people are going to come back and listen to those in a back catalog status anyway. So it doesn't like. Don't worry about it. If you got them ready, you want to put them out. Put them out. Do it according to your launch plan. So if you want to, if you got a big blast going on, you got a bunch of people coming in, you want to get a bunch of stuff out there. Do it. 
Yeah. If you want to release one, the next week release the other. You got tweets going out. You got people helping you. Um, you know, uh, you can do it that way too. So there's no. I don't think there's a right way. The right way is just to get it out there and don't stop thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. My my little analogy is saying you know, that a big launch will lead to podcast success is like saying having a big wedding will lead to wedding bliss. And it's like, no, really, the wedding is really where this, you know, from from that point forward is where the work really starts. And just getting the podcast launched, just writing a book, all that stuff, the the creating the content, you will find out later is the easy part. It's mm-hmm. getting people to, uh, to listen is the, is the mm-hmm. fun part. We got another question here from the chat room. And again, we're this, ask- is, this is Fred, by the way, a bridge too far. This is Fred. Oh, cool. Yes, you know. yeah. um, so, uh, yeah, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. How accurate and relevant is the episode and blog post to teach a podcaster how to record on Skype now that Microsoft has ruined it for me? <laughs> How accurate is the episode? In, oh, in other words, somebody, somebody wrote a blog post about how teaching people how to oh. use Skype for that. And Skype's got its challenge just like all the rest of them do. Like, it, it, you know, there, I, I have yet to hear of any one service where it's perfect. You know, they, they all yeah. have. Um, I, last week I was listening to Todd and Rob on a new media show. And um, they had tried to use Squadcast. And they thought they were going to broadcast with Scott, Squadcast. Nope. And it's not a broadcasting thing, guys. It's a little embarrassing when you're in the podcast industry and you don't know that. But that being said, um, you know, there's no one there's no one of these. Skype certainly has its issues. I know a lot of podcasters that use Skype full time and it works fine. Yeah, I, I am not of the I know some people like throw up in their mouth just a little bit when they hear the word Skype. I'm not one of those. I mean, I still use Squadcast, but. I, I never, you know, and if if somebody turned into Bugs Bunny on Poison in the middle of a Skype call, I would just go, can you say that again? That kind of got a little weird. So, um, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. Well, what are, so what would you think? To Fred's question, what would you think? I would think, well, this is the, this is what they're choosing to do. And this is how they're choosing. Skype still works. Yeah. And um, there's other ways to do it. But, the, I, you know. The last time I, I went in. It was kind of a who moved my cheese moment where you're like, wait, where's the settings? Oh, it's over here. So it's really not that much different. I don't use the recording in Skype. It was just a matter of getting used to the interface. And all all you really need to do in Skype is figure out how to tell it, use this microphone, use these headphones, and turn off the automatically adjust volume level. But um, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Skype, just to be 100% honest. That's not where I would go anymore. If I saw a podcaster recommend it, well, if it's working for them, uh, that works. But there are, I think there's plenty of other great options. This StreamYard, Dave, has been amazing. Like, we've been using this now for four or five, six weeks yeah. of Gallup. And I, I, I just can't tell you how easy it is to get connected and the quality. And it goes right to YouTube. And, I mean, there's some things coming up with it as well. And you can you can go to Facebook. And, I mean, it, it these, whatever these guys and gals, ladies, are doing, StreamYard. Yeah, they're doing a pretty good job. I'd love to see some additional um, screen options come up where we can, like, you could make me big and you small. You yeah. can't do that today. You can only make. Oh yeah, you, you I have this ginormous. Let's go widescreen. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, that's fine. But it's um, oh my, Sarah just said you don't need to be big. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- this is a. I, I think this is a great option. But Fred, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like the. Do you listen to that podcaster? What over a thing like Skype? I I don't I don't think that's to ignore it if you don't like it. 
and and move on. Yeah, and it's it's hard when when you make a blog post about technology. I made a video yeah. on my YouTube channel yeah. about how to change the categories in Libsyn and PowerPress, and you know, three years from now, that's going to be complete moot. That's why a lot of people are shooting themselves in the foot. Because there's some very popular videos on how to make a podcast from 2012 that are just horrible advice now. But I help them every day go, hey, this is what I did. And Mm -hmm. right now, I think hands down, the one that I just go, oh, is when somebody takes whatever media host you have, whether it be Libsyn or Blueberry or whoever, and you try to make – you upload five podcasts to one account and then you use PowerPress to – switch them out. And then later when you want to switch, you're like, it's just a big old mess. So, uh, the, so Mathematica, the guy that yeah. asked the question earlier, I keep postponing my recordings, but I tell myself I have to record some more. It's a contradiction. I'm just afraid of going live. Well, the real issue is just go live, like, go live. Don't think about it. Don't just one day go in and click the button like automatically and get that thing out there. You, you, you'd be surprised the relief and the like, Oh, that's finally that stress is, yeah. off my back, right? Just go live. Yeah. Stop, stop delaying. I don't know if, if you have the capability of joining us live. I would love to know what's holding you back from putting out that first episode because it's weird because some people are worried. Embarrass- it's embarrassment, Dave. I yeah. mean, it's like, I don't want to get that out there. And then people are like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's the whole thing. People don't realize this. When you first start, nobody's listening. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. a, it's a handful of people. It's 20 people or, or less. So in, unless you really, really, you know, go well, on. But I had a, I had a friend when I first started podcasting, I'd, I'd been, I'd say first, I'd been doing it for a year or two. And he, he found, he found me a work friend. And he was like, Oh, you make these tech podcasts too. So he's, I'm gonna, I gotta listen to this. So he, he comes back to me later in the day and he goes, AverageGuy.tv studios? Really? Because I say that in my intro. Right. Know, Jim Carlton broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. He goes, really? Now, he knows me, right? And it's it was one of those kind of little embarrassing moments where you kind of think, well, okay. I mean, yeah, I say that. It's just it's just the room down here that where, where I do this at. But you run that risk, and I think this is why people don't click, you know, uh, deploy, upload, whatever. Because they're afraid of the people around them now can listen to this. And they're going to be like, again, what are you doing? I think you have to get past it. Um, yeah, there's going to be some people who are going to be like, mm, you know, you just got to get past it. You just be like, hey, this is my thing. I enjoy doing this. You know, l- sorry. But you have to get past that. Yeah. The, uh, the question I always like to ask is, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, yeah. what's the worst, you know? A, you might actually help somebody. Uh, B, you might actually uh, trigger some dopamine in your brain, which will make you feel good because you help somebody. You know, there's a lot of things that you know, I was asking. Instead of asking what could go wrong, what could go right? You know, it's it's we get kind of hung up on that, and it's you know, it's you, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. And I think that's a Zig Ziglar line. And it's a good one. You, you got to throw it out there because you, yeah. we all start from from someplace. Uh, Michael Delaney is playing with Pretty Links. Says, "What's the difference between 307, 302, and 3? 301 is a permanent. I have no idea the difference between what a three. Do you know, Jim? Where's Where's Daniel? I think one's temporary. Yeah, it's, one's, the, it's it's what it's telling. So the crawler, as the crawlers are coming in, mostly Google. I mean, yeah. Bing does the same thing, but these crawlers are coming in. It's it's telling them." 
Hey, in, when you when you um, file this, this is a 301. This is a permanent thing. So whatever you had uh, for this in the past, forget. Yeah. It's gone. Temporary is, hey, we've just moved this over here, and that's exactly what it means. It's just temporary. And yeah. so it keeps the old link in, in Google. So to give you an example, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, I think is a 302. Why? Because I change it on occasion. Yeah. And even even if it is a 301, if somebody hits that, it's still going to go wherever I have that. But it's it's more of a Google thing. Um, and I'm sure if you just Google 302 versus 307 redirect, Uncle Google will, will give you an answer for that. But that's one I I don't worry about. I just, okay, I want the one that's temporary. Um, Andreas, we're talking Skype here. He says, I push out uh, my Mac line out into a direct box and then go into my interface and it sounds fantastic. He's talking about, uh, where did Skype go? Here he goes. Yeah. And he, and I use Ecamm Skype recorder as a backup because it's jittery. I just ask for a direct internet connection or turn off the video. Yep. It's one of those things that I've, I once interviewed a guy in Africa on, he interviewed me on Skype and he just said, look, I live in Africa. We have horrible internet. I'm probably going to drop the call about six or seven times. He goes, don't worry about it. I'll call you right back. And sure enough, I'd be talking, and in the middle of a an answer, it would just go bloop, 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 and I'm like, oh, and he'd call me back, and he goes, okay, we're just going to start from that question and continue on, and yeah. we'd get through about three questions or answers, and then in the middle of an answer, he'd drop off, and he'd like, okay, we're going to pick up here, and it was um, it was weird, and it was different, but you know, that was the worst case of Skype that I've ever seen, but, you know. They, was, they it, all have their problems. Yeah. Yeah, they all have their problems. Mathematica says he works in radio. Working in radio has been a dream in his life. I'm a mathematician starting in radio, like podcast and education. I'm afraid, and this is the this is the important line as we're talking about this. I'm afraid people will think I'm ridiculous. No, right, and and that is, but that's a Dave. That's a we, we all oh, we're all af- we're all afraid of that, right? That's kind of the we're all afraid someone's going to laugh at us or if someone's like, well, who the heck are you? And what makes you think you can be an authority on these kinds of things? And that fear of being, you know, called, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's out there and it's probably going to happen. Like the well, average guy TV studios, really? Like it's going to have, even your friends are going to do this to you. So, but you have to get past it. Well, yeah. There's a certain gesture you can do those people that involves <laughs> one of your fingers. Um, you know, I'll put it this way. Keep, I'm, keep it clean, Dave. Keep I'm clean. doing a a session at Podcast Movement called Does Starting a Podcast Make You Want to Wet Your Pants? That's the title of it. And I'm going to go over, and there, there's a part of it, the beginning of it, that is like no other session I've ever done. It is hyper, hyper interactive. We're going to be throwing paper around and all sorts of stuff. And then it's kind of a poll. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And this is either going to be like one of the best sessions ever or it's going to blow up in my face. And there's only one way to know. But I've seen it. I saw I'm, I'm borrowing this idea from somebody else. I saw it in a, a documentary and I'm like, oh, that so worked. And I'm like, I'm, I'm bringing that into podcasting. But I don't know. You know, I'm in a fireside chat. I don't know what a fireside chat is. If it's six people, I'm going to like, well, this isn't going to work, you know, but there's only one way to do and if it blows up then i go okay well um i still think it would work let's go back and tweak it and maybe if i did this with it differently maybe if i had set up an app where people could have voted on their app instead of doing this weird thing where people stand up you you don't really know until you start and again well where's where's i don't have ryan yes i can no one will punch you in the face nobody's gonna punch you in the face so uh, Dave, well, go ahead. We before we run that risk every week, you and I, because oh, yeah. we 
it's not possible for the two of us to be the experts in everything. And yet the name of the show asks the podcast coach, let's go back to this 301, 302, 307 redirect question. Neither one of us really know the deep technical details uh, around it and, 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 and why is, you know, so people ask that we run the risk of like, God, you, know, you get done with that question. You're like, man, these guys don't freaking know anything. Like <laughs> they, they don't even know the difference between a 301 and a 307. I mean, come on now. Most people don't, but that one person who does, or the five people super technical that are out there who really do know that are like, God, these guys are losers. Like they could, they don't know anything. You run that risk by putting yourself out there. I, Dave, if we quit just because we didn't know the answers to the questions, we'd, we'd have been done a long time that's ago, it. right? Episode six and we're done. Uh, we're good. Yeah. We're good. And we're out. Well, yeah. that, but that's not the point of this. Like the point is we enjoy the community that we do have some things to say. This is a crowdsourced podcast and it works. People keep coming on Saturday mornings and hundreds of people download it to listen to it later. It works. You just do it because it, you do, that's what you do. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you, you stop, stop being afraid and, uh, and, and just push it out there. And speaking of the redirects, and this is why I love the chat room, uh, Daniel yeah, yeah. J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast. He said, hopefully Daniel's in the chat room. Well, he's probably got a post about it yeah. somewhere. I'm sure it probably yeah. does. Uh, he goes, yeah. there's a, a, a deep technical difference between a 302 and a 307. Generally use a 307. If you need a temporary redirect, there you go. That's what we're looking for. Bottom yeah. line, it use the 307. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it gets tricky. It's, uh, but, and uncle Google does have some great information about that out there. You can, you can, yeah. I, would, I Googled it and there's a whole bunch of info. So if you want to get deeper than that, you know, basically if you're trying to change the link permanently, use the permanent one. If you're trying to change it temporary, use the temporary one. There you go. Yeah. And he says, my idea is to burn down the standard way, burn down the standard way on talking about science. Yeah. So yeah, do that. And now here's the thing. Some people that are used to science where people talk like this and they have – today we're going to talk about science and molecules and things like that. Those people, And then you come in and go, all right, today we're talking about molecules. Check this out. It's a quiz show where we – you guess the molecule. You know, It's the periodic table, you know, square, whatever. It's different. Some, some people are going to go, I'm not used to having my science that way. And other people are going to go, finally, somebody took science and made it not boring. You know, so – um, don't be boring. Well, so. and I think we have to remember anytime you're going to do something new, especially if you're going against an established norm and, and I love, listen, I love the scientific community, but they can be some of the most staunch. This is the way it's been done. We're not changing until you prove it. I mean, if you go back into history, the scientific community is the slowest community to move on anything. And, Man, once people get their mindset on things, you better be able to prove it. And so you, you're probably going to, if you're trying to do things differently, you're probably going to come up against resistance. You got to be able to survive it. Like you got to be able to say, nope, I really believe this is the truth and this is what I'm going to be saying and what I'm going to be doing. And and you have to, you kind of have to stay in and keep, you have to keep going when everyone is saying, look, no one embraced Darwin when he wrote his, <laughs> but I shouldn't say no one, but very few embraced this idea of evolution when he began, you know, when he, when he put out the, the origins book and, and he, uh, today we're like, well, duh. Well, it wasn't duh then. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, he, the people fought him and, and the church went after him hard. Right. And so I think if you're going to do a podcast where you're going to go against the norm, okay, be ready for a fight. 
you're probably gonna you're you're gonna probably have people who say uh, no. Howard Stern is a great example when he started doing his shock jock stuff. People were like, oh, I don't know, or or you just know? plain old Rosie O'Donnell. Um, yeah, the right, the interview right. that's coming out either Monday or the following Monday with um, and now I lost the book. Uh, Kristen Meinsner, um, so you want to start a podcast? And she talks about that, she, and I said, how do you? you know, how do you inject yourself into a podcast that's like sports or whatever? She goes, well, you have to share an opinion. And she goes, and by sharing an opinion, people get to know you and they get to be able to predict your opinion. And she goes, and some people are going to like that opinion and some people aren't. And that's, and if you're worried about being judged, guess what? You ready for this, Jim? This is crazy talk. This is crazy talk. The other night I could not find my shoes and I went to the grocery store and I was wearing Crocs and socks, Crocs and socks. I know it's crazy, but I wore Dave. socks with Crocs, and I'm sure there was somebody at the grocery store going, "Is he wearing socks with his Crocs?" I'm like, oh. so you're being judged everywhere you go. I'm judging you right now. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> it's you know you just you just get used to it, and, and instead of thinking about all the negative, think about the positive. Think about the one person that's that finds your science podcast and goes. Oh man, I've been waiting this for the longest time. Finally, somebody got it right because there are a lot of podcasts that I know that start because they're screaming at their dashboard because they're like, "Why well, listen?" Like Jim uh, uh, Harold said, mm-hmm. he was listening to me and Daniel and Ray, and he's like, "But there were still things that he wanted to talk about that podcasts about podcasting weren't." So he started Podlord. So yeah. Yeah, the uh, show. By the way, I was on that thirteen episode thirteen. I should just pimp it because he was so nice. Oh, to have. And you, you were on that. You've been on that too, I right? Was episode one. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. So one, and I was lucky thirteen. Thanks, there you Jim. Go. I appreciate that. Well, he lives like right up the street. He's like forty minutes north of me. So I actually was in his his studio. So awesome. He's got all sorts of like. Uh, vintage radio stuff, and then he's mm-hmm. just got a whole slew of old TV stuff on DVD. So uh, it's a great example of what Jim's doing, though. That there's plenty of podcasts about podcasting. You know, mm-hmm. some of them are fading, by the way, but um, there's plenty of those out there. But Jim's like, screw it. I want there's things I want to do, and yeah. I'm I'm going to lean into this space. And and then Dave, some of it for you and I, we just, we're going to outlive everybody else. This is the thing. Like you and I, we're just going to keep doing this. Everybody else is going to get tired and because we have a sustainable model and we love doing this. I can't, I don't, I, I don't know about you. I don't have thoughts of like, eh, maybe Saturday mornings, no. like maybe it's over, you know, even though we say we don't have that much to talk about, we always find a full hour and a half of things to talk about every single Saturday. How do you grow your but, podcast? Don't quit. Yeah. Yeah, outlive everybody else. Continue to be out there longer than anybody else. Uh, that does require you get on the microphone and you do talk on a regular basis, whatever that regular basis uh, is. But 407 episodes of Home Gadget Geeks. You wow. have 600 and what are you on with school podcasting? Uh, 680, think? I think, is the next one. So we're, com- we're coming up on 700 yeah. weekly, weekly. This isn't daily. This is weekly episodes yeah. of that. I've done, we're in our, um, we're in our seventh, sixth, sixth, seventh season of Called the Coach at, at Gallup. Um, you know, how do you, you, how do you do it? You just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like you show up. And and uh, and keep recording, and I I don't even think sometimes you know people are like oh, I run out of stuff to talk about. Well, okay, maybe, or have you? Or is there more things for you to learn so you can, you know, yeah. so you can talk about? It? Yeah, 
No, right on. Yeah, we're at uh, 261. This is episode 261 of Ask the Podcast yeah. Coach. So, yeah, um, yeah. Fred, is I don't a- think we're slowing down. No, Fred has asked, any streaming systems available for live sessions at Podcast Movement? Just the same crappy Wi-Fi that every other you know event has. Um, I know usually what I do, I've tried in my hotel to go live, and sometimes it's okay, but it's I would it's not, not count on it, you know? Don't do it. Like, yeah. I, I think that <laughs> I think that ship sailed a little bit of streaming live from conferences now. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it was cool when we first could do it. I thought it was pretty cool. Today, I'm like, no, I'm actually going to not do anything because I'm there for the conference. Like, I'm not there to podcast. I'm there for the conference. Could there be some live streaming options? Yeah, and there might be. But if you're going to podcast movement, like plug in. There's people. Hey, there's people around you to talk to. You can. You don't have to. You don't have to podcast. There's live people around you that you could spend time with. So I'd encourage yeah. you to do that. I will probably record videos of people. Oh and, sure, yeah, sure. And to post sure, sure. later, but um, no, I you know. Know. And and Jim says he is going to stop podcasting when you pry the mic from his cold dead hands. So <laughs> yeah, I mean that's my favorite line. My line in uh, the Messengers documentary is they asked me when do you think you'll stop podcasting. I go the the day my my ex wife asked me that. She goes when are you going to stop podcasting? I go the day after I die. I go that's it. I'm I'm I can see me ninety six years old. Welcome to building a better Dave. You know I'll be going on so. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, And yeah, as far as I know, the only alternative is a virtual ticket. The reason for that is when people stream live, it's if, if I can see it, if I can hear it, I can steal it. So that's why it's not going to go live because all I got to do is go like, let's say they said, Hey, we're streaming the whole thing live on, you know, whatever, you know, and, and then buy the, the, uh, buy the virtual ticket to, to get your copy of it. Well, there are enough, free video recorders that you just, you know, like I have Camtasia. I can go Camtasia, record the screen, record the audio of the uh, system, and I've got my own copy for free. I, I do that on a regular basis from people that will go, hey, I'm doing this, you know, it's the replay of the webinar, how to turn, you know, dog poop into a million dollars. I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. And then I'll record it because it's only available for three days. And I'm like, not if I record it. And then I'll take it and rip the audio out of it and throw it into overcast. So uh, now, which goes again, back to the point of people either buy with money or with time. So it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of time to capture that. But uh, yeah, I don't know any event that does any kind of live streaming. I wish there was a way we get this with our own summit at Gallup. You know, we do every summer, we do a big summit and a couple um, 1500 people come out and join us. I know what is it, three or four thousand at podcast movement. Is that what we're anticipating? Yeah, something four or five like that. Thousand, something like that. I do wish in Fred's case, he's not, you know, health wise. Right. Uh, he, it's just tough to travel as a conference organizer to make this thing work. You, you have to have people who come and buy tickets. And if you make the thing too, ver- too easy to stay home, you'll get some of those bodies who should be there like me who stay home. And then guess what? It doesn't work anymore. The finances don't work when you can't get that many people there anymore. Part of making those things work is live. I wish we could figure out a way, Dave, to make it work both ways where you could, you know, the, the virtual ticket, so to speak, or the live ticket would not take away from people actually coming or a way to make that equitable or a way to make it work financially. That's the problem. It just doesn't work financially. And, and uh, we hear this. I hear this from people because we get I have a global audience uh, at Gallup 
And they're like, you know, I can't make it from Austria or I can't make it from South Africa because the, the foreign exchange rate, the money exchange rate is so poor. It's just too expensive. And I get that. I just wish. But the second I make that conference available online or or available to watch, all of a sudden my live numbers just plummet and, yeah. and it just doesn't work financially. So I wish it's I tough. wish there was some way to do this where both people could attend live and attend virtually and it would work financially. In most cases, it just doesn't work. financially. I wish I could remember the podcast I was listening to. They interviewed Jared Easley. And he was talking about the history of podcast movement. The second year, they went gangbusters. Because the first year, they raised money via some sort of Kickstarter or whatever. And they got like three times their plan. The second year, they went gangbusters. And everybody's like, this was one of the best conferences ever. And this is after they worked on it. They both still had day jobs. But they worked on it for a whole year. They finally did the books. They lost forty grand on year two of podcast movement. And I was like, "That's so that's where people go – we can, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. I, my favorite was when I was the guy for the new media expo. And I said, we need, oh, yeah. one, we need one more chair. And it cost us 300 bucks to have one guy move a chair over. And that's just Vegas. That's why Vegas is, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Cause you got to deal with uh, that. But uh, you know who I hope to see at, uh, at podcast movement, some of our awesome supporters, some maybe? of our awesome supporters. And we were talking about awesome people, like uh, Greg over at DebtShepherd.com, where he teaches financial wellness. Glenn the Geek Hebert. I don't know if Glenn's going to be there. HorseRadioNetwork.com. I would assume. I, so. I know I he's always so. at PodFest. Uh, Josh Rivers over at PodcastingExperiments.com. Uh, Max Trescott at AviationNewsTalk.com. Shane at Spybrary.com. Not only a great podcast, but also a great maker of, uh, what do you call these things? A coaster, he said, holding mm. it up. Um as well as uh, Carrie, who's in the chat room. You can find her at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. That's the Key West Perspective, a podcast about island life and the people who live it. Uh, my buddy Ronsley at Amplify Media Group. Find him at mustamplify.com. Carl White, you can find him life in the Carolinas podcast.com. And Kim Cradgy at Toastmasters101.net. If you want to get into Toastmasters, that will get you going. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, by the way, thank you to Jim Harrell because he is now a new uh, patron. Uh, we will be back to having a uh, meetup. What do you want to call it? An online private Q&A uh, for the patrons. So we, nice. we, we, we went under 300. Jim pledged five bucks. That put us back over. So I'll be uh, scheduling that uh, a little later on. But um, yeah, so you should you should invite me to those. Yeah, well, you're you should get the same email that you're you're a patron. Oh. You should get the thing. Is, <laughs> you're, pro you're probably right. <laughs> it's it's in there. You can come, Jim, if yeah. you want. Yeah. You can come. Absolutely. And, uh, it's a little bit a little bit more of my own. That was uh, I'd be a little sarcastic. That's a little of my own. Like, hey, I I, I should come to those. Uh, I, I don't do it on purpose. I just I, I just haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Um. Another chat here from uh, Mathematica here. Uh, I love Ask the Podcast Coach. Thank you. Don't you ever lose track of how important you can be to your audience. Mm -hmm. I'm in Brazil, and you've just unblocked me. Good. That's exactly – that's, yeah, that's really what we're here for, you know, because there are yeah. – people always say, why do you do Ask the Podcast Coach? I go – they go, well, isn't it like just free podcast consulting? And I go, yeah. And they go, well, aren't you losing money? And I go, no, because the people that – 
come here in many cases you know don't have the budget they've got kids and families and things like that and they can't do one-on-one consulting or things like that so oh i think i think it's more valuable than you think it is yeah. dave um by the way podcast movement we're we're not doing a we're not going to do a live podcast because we're going to be there live so just yeah. come talk to us like like don't, you don't have to listen to a podcast if you're there just come listen to us and then the show after podcast movement what we do are we going to do on that saturday um when, when are you getting back from I get back late, late Friday night. When do you get back? From, when, uh, when's the last day of podcast movement? It's Friday. Friday. So I'll be getting back Saturday. I always leave. I always get the day. I always arrive the day before. Next day. And I, I leave day the next after. day. So, yeah. no, so no, no, no red eye. podcast no. coach. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I get in like at midnight or something. That when night, when so. is podcast movement? 12th through the 16th. Okay. Yeah. So I know. I'm like, is it next a weekend? Tuesday, like- through, <laughs> Tuesday through Friday, I think is, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's coming up fast. Like July is a weird month because you kind of stop keeping track. It's summer and some things right. are going on. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, it's September. And you're like, well, when did that happen? Well, that's you it. Know? I mean, I, it, when we started today, I was like, wow, July is like done. It's toast. It's over. It's over. You know, last, but, last Saturday in July. Yeah. And it's yeah. Um, what's yeah. weird is we went from these record highs in Ohio to mm-hmm. like it was down 60 degrees last night, which was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But it's like. All right, we're starting to get cool already again. I'm like, I'm sure it's just a fluke. No, we got a ways coming. to go. It's 91, 91 here today, and that's coming your way. So it's it'll. Um, I think it'll be hot again before all is said and done. Yeah, um, we did have. I want to put this in the chat room. Um, it's an article by our good friends at Megaphone, who are the people that had that article about. Um, oh yeah, uh, but I wanted. They said here. It's all about how long your podcast should be. And their thing was saying that podcasts are getting shorter and they had all sorts of things. But here's the thing that, that I was like, well, that kind of blows your whole theory. The, the paragraph starts off using the number of Apple podcast ratings as a measure of success. And I just went, okay, that's where I just, sorry, that's not a measurement of success. Uh, We can see that most successful shows group around the 30 to 7 minute range. We can also see that the serialized podcasts tend to group in the 15 to 50 minute range. That's a wide range. Uh, While episodic shows have a bit more variance, for example, the vast majority of podcasts over 60 minutes are episodic talk shows. Despite the difference, both the most successful serialized and the most successful episodic shows are still in the 30 to seven minute range, 70 minute range to which I go 30 to 70 minutes is about every podcast I listen to. I think the only thing I listen to that's short is Emily, you know, the, the uh, story behind podcast, which happened to be wearing the shirt. So, well, you know, um, the book, book is right there. There it is right there. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, to me, I've always, I asked, uh, when Kristen was on the sh- on my episode again, that's coming out in a week or two, and she was a big fan of twenty minutes, and I go, is that because of the average length? And she goes, no. She goes, I think the longer your show is, the better your content has to be to hold people's attention. Mm. And mm. I went, that's a good point. And mm-hmm. she goes, I she goes, I'm not saying it has to be twenty minutes. I'm just saying, and I and it was kind of again, she kind of backed her way into it needs to be as long as it needs to be. But right. she said, I think most people can hold people's attentions for, for 20 minutes if they're trying to do a, quote, long show, because 20 minutes is still double what you're going to get on Jimmy Fallon and, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and all the other typical interviews. Or, you know, I always laugh when I see there's a movie out, you know, so it'll be like, OK, here's an interview with uh, 
Oh, what's Iron Man's name? Uh, Morton Downey Jr. Something Downey Jr. Um, yeah, no, uh, Robert. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, Morton Downey is a whole other character. <laughs> is that kind of dis- <laughs> is that the salt guy? No, Morton Downey was a he was like a Jerry Springer, yeah. wasn't he? A guy who used to be on Late Night. Okay, uh, anyway, but uh, Robert matter. Downey Jr. Let's say he's in a movie, and you'll see like on some website. Oh, you know. Robert Downey Jr. interviewed about his new role in such and such movie. And you go, and it's literally two questions, and they're done. And then it's like, yeah. you know, roll the clip. So that's, the I think, the advantage of uh, a podcast is they are. I mean, that's why Conan is doing a podcast. He's having a blast, at least he says he is, because he's not doing a four-minute interview. So, Well, I think what they're doing more of is the they're doing longer interviews. So, it, But they're, they do a segment that makes TV. And then the other segments go to YouTube. Right. And so they're, they're, you may not even see them. I saw uh, Steve Stephen Colbert, I think, interview. Um, oh shoot, who's the guy the, this week, last week, today, tonight, last and oh, whatever? Uh, he was the HBO. John Oliver. John Oliver, there. Thank you. And that was like a three or four segment interview, and I don't think all of that made it to TV. Yeah. You know, he's in Lion King, and so he's been doing a bunch of interviews around. But I think more and more of them are doing it that way. Where, um, which I did a, I did this for a while. I didn't find it terribly successful. I don't think I promoted it right. But I did what I called home tech tips, where it was a segment. It was a five minute segment I pulled out of the show that was a, a something helpful that was quick. I was trying to catch that quick audience to do those things, and just ended up being more work than than I thought it was worth. But same idea. Have a version that's short of something that you're doing, and then. Offer more for those folks who want more. Why, why? Why couldn't you do that? Yeah, that's it. And I'm I'm just now same material about. I think it's eight months since I launched your podcast consultant, which is of uh, small lessons with big value. It's always nine minutes or less. Why nine minutes? Because that's how long it takes Jimmy Fallon to get to a commercial. And I figure that must be that must be the attention span of America, which I know it's much less. But and it's usually five minutes. It's usually just me doing one topic. And I finally now have somebody who reached out and wrote a review and said, "I love this show." And I'm like, "All right." It took nine nine months. Another thing I I, I think we need to have kind of patience with. I have a client that just signed up for the School of Podcasting who met me at NAB, and I did I Googled my calendar, oh, wow. and NAB was back in April. So yeah. May, June, there's three months it took for them to finally make a decision. So, and there was, uh, I'm working on more podcast money and there was, I forget the podcast, but they were interviewing or they had um, LegalZoom as a sponsor and they did like a month and they went, nah, we're not going to do anymore. We're going to pull out because we're not seeing much traffic from advertising on your shows. And then two months later, they called back and said, we want to re-up because, now that people are consuming this, it's it's we're starting to get traction. So it's not always going to happen overnight. But uh, I thought that was uh, kind of an interesting tidbit. Um, I put another link in the the chat room. This is to a an interesting article by Tom Webster from uh huh that uh, they do all the share of ear. Uh, Edison Research. And I love this one line. He says, no one has a right to an audience. Uh, Though your cause may be just and your hearts be pure, you don't get handed an audience. Not one single pair of eyeballs, or in this case, earbuds. Uh, 
And I just love that line because I'm starting to see so many people like, well, I've been doing this two years, so, you know, it's time to make money. And I'm like, okay. Well, I think I, oh, what I'm hearing more is I've been doing this two years. Where's my audience? Yeah. That's to that point. It's like, hey, what, what, this was supposed to happen. Like, what, what, what am I? Where are they? Why, why don't I? And you, and you kind of go, well, what are you doing? And by the way, you might be interesting. You might have great content. You just, it just may not have You're hit not the right spots. It. Yeah. Yeah. It just, or you may not have gotten into the right places or it may, the niche may be too tight or the, I mean, there's so many things that, that can, can, you know, YouTube is a great example of this is I watch some stupid videos on YouTube that have millions of views and you're like, this is dumb. Like, what? And then I'm like, oh crap, I'm watching them. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, it. Maybe not as, dumb. as maybe you look down, you're like, wow, I'm 70% through this really dumb video. Uh, Dave, Dave bef- before we go, yeah. two, two really important things just to talk about. Make sure this gets in the recorded version. Yeah. One, Hangouts die this week. Ah. So if you're using Hangouts, August 1st is what they've said. So Bangs uh, mentioned that in the chat room. And so thanks for doing that. August 1st is. In theory, when we when the when the average or when the population uses the ability to use Hangouts directly to YouTube, stream jump on Streamyard. That's probably the easiest way yes. I think to go to YouTube. School then, of by the way, schoolofpodcasting.com slash Streamyard will get you, I think, a discount if you want to go with the paid just, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you get a lot out of that too. Yeah. The um and then two categories are the big topic. I can't believe we didn't lead with that. Um because you know all the categories now Apple categories are changing and all the various providers Lipson and Blueberry and Spreaker have all been notifying their customers saying, "Hey, we're we're ready for the new categories. They're not official yet, but you can go into your CMSs and start changing or making sure that what the old is here's it what it's being auto mapped to. And if you want to change it now is the time. Because we can change it now, and then when everything goes live, it'll be there. So you might want to check with your post, or your host provider, to see if they're ready for that. By the way, SoundCloud is not, and uh, just a, Anchor probably isn't either. And I'm, I, I just made that part up. Don't get Dave riled up. <laughs> Don't do it. Sorry, I mentioned I mentioned both of them in the yeah. same sentence. Uh, check, check on your categories. <laughs> I don't think it's such a big deal, but it is one of those for completists and folks who like all that stuff that's coming up. We, maybe we could talk a little bit about that post show. Yeah. Uh, I did want to hit this, uh, Dan put a, a comment here. We're talking about length of shows. He says the company I worked for had an a- academic study commissioned and they determined when online content is educational, people start to lose their attention after seven to 10 minutes. Yep. Depending on, unless there's, you know, some sort of I don't know. I watch a lot of long form content that goes I, way longer than seven minutes. I do know this. When I watch YouTube stuff, I have no problem. But the minute I start watching tutorials on software, which in theory is going to make my life better, I just start nodding off. I don't know why that is. It's just mm-hmm. maybe because I you know, nobody's gonna get hit in the nuts. I don't know. But <laughs> Well, I find when people are teaching, like when it's a like when it's a like do this and then do that and do this. And the more pro it is, the less interesting it becomes. Yeah. When I watch people do things and they teach me thing, they teach me things through actually creating things and they show their mistakes and they show real world examples and they show what it could really be like. That is interesting. And so I'm much more inclined to, I'll watch a 25 or 30 minute YouTube video. I did this morning before the show and this guy's doing this, He's building his, you know, he's building a house and he was doing some drywall and I was just kind of watching him. He documents all his drywall stuff and I was kind of like, mm-hmm, okay, I wouldn't do it that way, but that's interesting. And okay, okay, that's, oh, I never would have thought of that. I'm learning from him 
by watching him do it. So I find that to be much more interesting. Well, keep in mind, if it's just the facts, then people would be reading encyclopedias all the time, and they're not because those are kind of boring. So, But, uh, Jim, what's coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, we had uh, Edward Weniger back on the show. He's our cryptocurrency and blockchain expert. We do that about once a year just to kind of get the reset on what's going on in that world, and it's always pretty interesting. It's been posted early out at theaverageguy.tv. Does, does that get a lot of... I can see one of those. That's almost like one of those topics where you're going to have people like, oh, it's a waste of time. What are you doing? And then other people are like, I'm going to be a millionaire in two years. Shut up. Yeah. We don't have too many of that, but I do have in my audience, I have audience members, super faithful, been listening to me for seven years, say, I don't listen to your crypto stuff. Like they're just flat out not interested. And I'm telling you that. And you're like, okay, I'm still going to keep talking about yeah. it, but you can ignore it if you want. That's fine. So yeah, I do get some of that. Uh, on the School of Podcasting, I did a monthly survey of my audience. And what I'm trying to figure out is how am I going to take that and turn it into an audience, turn it into an episode, because that could be really boring. Like, let's listen to Dave talk about what you think about Dave. So that's going to be part of this week's episode. How much of it, I'm not sure. But uh, if there's a couple other things I got going on. Like I said, I got the Kristen Meisner uh, coming up here in the future. So tune in and find out what figured what Dave figured out he was going to do. So stick around uh, for some post show. 